about 19 years ago, a man walked into my office, and uh, I met him, and we talked a little bit, and he he was pastoring a church, a small church at that time that was meeting at what was then the Microtel Inn. How many remember the Microtel Inn? You've been here a while. Um, It's now the Quality Inn, but... And uh, requested that they be able to meet here on Sunday afternoons, and we certainly... I was just stupid enough to say yes. I mean, why why not? We weren't going to be here. And uh, that began a friendship. Speaking of, uh, he calls me friend. That began a friendship that is still alive and vibrant to this day. Uh, we found out we had met earlier when he owned a business in Hermitage called Golf Inn, which you could go in and play, take your golf clubs and play golf in, indoors. We tried not to hurt anybody, but... Uh, but the real friendship came from that day that we met in my office and they did become, became, uh, began to meet here on Sunday afternoons, Transformation Fellowship at that time. And like I say, down through the years, we become closer and closer friends. I always introduce Brother James as my brother from another mother. And, uh, uh, we appreciate him. We appreciate his contribution to the community um, and to our to our life a lot of us especially those of you who live in in Mount Juliet you owe a, the, a lot of the quality of your life to what this man directs through his department he is the chief of police for the city of Mount Juliet he is the co-pastor of Cloyd's Cumberland Presbyterian Church which is that the oldest church in Mount Juliet not the building, but the congregation. I believe it's the, the longest-standing congregation in our community. That is it, Mike Reese? I always want he and Mike Reese co-pastor Cloyd's, and so we appreciate them letting him turn him loose to come over here today. He's also an author. He's written two books. He's also a doctor of Christian counseling. He's also the husband of Denise Hambrick. Stand up, Denise. <laughs> And, uh, and what, and what else he is, is a man of God. Uh, and you know, we've ridden in some golf course, carts recently at golf tournaments, which is not unusual for us to do. And I'm always impressed with James as a man of God. And so I want, what I want you to do is to turn on your ears and hear what the man of God has to say to us today through the word of God. Let's welcome our brother, James Hambrick. Father God, we come, and Lord, we honor you, Lord, and we give you praise and glory. Lord, this is the day that you've made, and you've taught us to rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we thank you for this privilege and opportunity to come and proclaim your holy word. So I pray that you would hide me behind the cross, that men will see none of me but all of your son, Jesus Christ. Father God, we pray that this seed would fall on good ground and bring forth a bountiful harvest in its season. Lord, we love you. We pray your blessings and favor upon this house and angel upon this house. Lord, we just honor you. And Lord, we ask that you would just speak now, and we will hear what you have to say to the church. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. 
Amen. Let's give God a praise this morning. Amen. All of you that are here, those that are viewing online, it's just good to be in the house of God for one. And it's good to be in the presence of the Holy Spirit and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Certainly to Pastor Larry, to all of the ministry that's in this house, uh, to Sister Ann and to my wife. And God is just good. And we thank him for the friendship, brother. Love you dearly. Love you guys dearly. Always will always be a huge part of of my heart and, and our life. Because God is an awesome God, and I just thank God. And I thank Rob for uh, edging me. He said, well, when we were looking for a place and telling him about our ministry, he said, well, why don't you go down? Rob was the city manager at the time. He said, why don't you go down and, and talk to Pastor Larry? And so I did. <laughs> so, And I'm glad I did. Amen. It's been been wonderful, and it is wonderful. I said, Ben, because as you said, it's still ongoing. And man, he he messed me up. He was putting out the signs when we pulled up this morning, and about done, just changed my whole sermon. Yeah, I I I believe what God has for me, but when I saw that thing at the bottom of the sign, act like somebody, I started to preach that. <laughs> I like that. I probably will preach that when the Lord says so. But, man, I started to preach it today. Man, I like that. Act like somebody. Amen. So we're just grateful uh, for everything God is doing. And we abundant life. We love you. There's nothing you can do about it. And we just honor you. And we thank God for you. We um, call your attention to a passage found in the epistle of 1 John. First John chapter four. First John chapter four. I'm reading from just traditional King James right now. Beginning verse 7, <clears throat> excuse me. He says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Hallelujah. We thank God. I was going to have a, a presentation that I was going to do and get together and a visual. And I was going to show some 
some photos and some footage, as they say, of our current events, but we don't need that. You know what we're dealing with and what we have been been dealing with. And so, um, no need, because if you've seen any television, anything online recently, you know the state of where we are in this nation and in our world. But I'm reminded of a passage found in Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 1, I believe it's verse 9, where he talks about everything that has been will be, and everything that has done, and I'm just paraphrasing this, everything that has been done, it will occur again. There is nothing new, so to speak. And so in saying that, I wanted to, to take you back to a time because just give you a year and I'll, I'll tell you that year here in a minute but that year in that year current like things were were happening like in our current times the uh riots in Watts California were, was happening and overseas in Vietnam the war was going on and President Johnson was had recommitted to send more troops to Vietnam. And in that same time of sending troops, there were also great protests against the war of Vietnam at that time. Many things were going on time, the rioting, the looting. I just say that because that's not something, even though you see it happening now, it's nothing that's new. It didn't just start. It was happening then. And, and, even with everything that was going on in that year, there was a song that was written. And uh, Burke Bacharach and uh, Hal David, they penned this song. And we know it to be made famous uh, uh, by DeShannon, Jackie DeShannon. She, the one that vocalized it. And she said, and, and they wrote, Hal David penned the words that, what the world needs now, all right? And that's what we want to preach about, what the world needs now. And they went on to say it, and I'll say, is love. In this day and time in which we are living in, what the world still needs. It, that was peeing in all in midst of all of the chaos, in midst of everything that was going on in 1965, that was pinned, that was wrote, that was uh, uh, it was felt then at that time. But those words are still much relevant right now and prevalent for us right now. Now in 2020, what the world needs now is love. Hallelujah. What the world needs now is love. And the word says, beloved, let us agapeo, let us love one another for agapeo, love is of God. And everyone that love it is born of God. All right. And everyone that know and know it, God, he that love it not Know it, not God, for God is agape. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What the world need today is love. In this time of division that we're in, we're, 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 we're 
uh, being asked and we are being programmed sort of. If you're watching any media, anything like that, you're being really programmed uh, by choosing a side. We're this time of 2020 where you have to choose a side. And, and we're not talking about whether you're choosing the side of righteousness or, or unrighteous. We're asking to choose a side about racial side, about a political side, about every kind of side. Not about righteousness and unrighteousness, but about all kind of mess that really doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter. Uh, whether you're a Republican, whether you're Democrat, they say choose a side. You're black, you're white, choose a side. And it's not that. It's the righteousness and unrighteousness. And what the world needs to have is love. What we need to see is love being demonstrated, being poured out. I'm going to take that song a little bit farther. What the church needs is love. What the church needs is love because I'm seeing it. It would be one thing if this was just uh, happening in the world, but I'm seeing too much divisiveness and all of this thing, too much uh, concentration, not on the prize, as Pastor Larry said, but on mess that really doesn't matter, even in the church house in 2020. What the church needs is some love, too. How can you give something that you don't have? How can you express something that is not really within you? The church needs to have love. I want you just to remember for a minute and just reminisce for a minute where you were when God found you. When you surrendered the love to the Lord in your life, the mess you were in and all of the uh, how you were broken and how God came and restored and fixed you like that clay that was on the potter's wheel in Jeremiah. How he did a work in you. And, and so it's seemingly that we can come and easily forget what God has done for our life and, and think that it can't happen for anybody else's, else's life. And so I'm seeing many people in the church begin to uh, uh, just talk about those people. Those people, the world, they. Well, what are you doing to encourage them? What are you doing to draw them in? What are you doing to, to, to be a blessing to them? What are you doing to make a change in their life? Because what if God would say, man, if, if the world... And we know what the what the scripture says. It just said it then. Everyone that love it is born of God every, and know it God. He that love it not, know it not God. We do know but the world don't know God. But why? We have a responsibility, church, to go out and proclaim the good news. Not just the preacher, but as believers. Of God. Jesus said, go and make, make disciples. Go and you can't do that if you're not loving. You can't do that if you're judgmental and you're just looking at somebody through a clouded lens. We need to do everything we're doing in love. We know that there's a broken and dark world out there and they need to be loved. Somebody said, well, you preach them in. Well, you better first love them in. You better love them in. 
And what the world needs is I, is I love. They need to see the love of the church being demonstrated just as it has been sung today that the love of God has been poured out in our hearts and the Holy Spirit has filled us. We need to go out into that dark world and proclaim the love of God. The love of God. I've never seen a time when everybody going to hell. Everybody going to hell. We don't have a chance. We don't have a chance. Republicans said Democrats going to hell. Democrats said Republicans going to hell. Everybody going to hell. Then they have nerve to put it in a hand basket. Everybody's going, man. But everybody's not going. There is a prepared place for prepared people. And God so loved. That's what he is. God is love. He so loved the world, not just the church. He didn't just love the church. The church was birthed out of the love of God. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Hallelujah. That whosoever should believe on him should not perish but have everlasting life. The love of God, man. What the world needs now is love. And so in these lyrics that they wrote down, he says what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. What's some lyrics, man? What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. Glory to God. Penned in 1965, but it's still strong today. Hallelujah. What the world needs is love. Listen to what he said. Lord, we don't need another mountain. There are mountains and hillsides enough to climb. There are oceans and rivers enough to cross, enough to last to the end of time. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. They go on down to say, Lord, we don't need another metal. There are cornfields and wheat fields enough to grow. There are sunbeams and moonbeams Enough to shine. Oh, listen, Lord, if you want to know what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for what? Every one, what the world needs today, church, is love. And it needs to be flowing from church houses just like this. From the people of God just like we are. The love of God needs to be demonstrated. Because it was demonstrated toward us. The scripture said the love of God has been demonstrated toward us. In the person of his son, Jesus Christ. Think about it. All of the chaos. 
And Mount Juliet is not immune to it. Even at a church in our area today, we have people that unfortunately they would have to have uh, law enforcement in that area because of the lack of love. Right today. And we are focusing and we become as a, a, a nation really majoring on the minor things and minoring on the major things. And our focus has shifted and we, you, you can easily get caught up with everything that is at our disposal, all the technology that we have and the Facebook and the this book and the that book and everything that we have where, where we can share and where we can like and where we can, 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 can look at and view and all of these things. And it's having an impact on our minds. And that's where the enemy, that's where the battle really is. The battle is right here. It gets right here. And then we start looking at people cross-eyed, bro. Start looking at people that are not like us in a, in a different way. We start looking, looking at them with contempt and everything else. And where we need to be looking at them through the eyes of love. Because love makes the difference. Love makes the difference. What the world needs, church, is love. I'm going to read this same passage, but I want to read it from the Amplified now. Listen to these words. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is and it springs from God. And he who loves his fellow man is begotten, born of God, and he who loves his, his fellow man is, is begotten and born of God and is, listen to this, and is coming progressively to know and understand God, to perceive and to recognize and get a better and clear knowledge of him. Verse 8, he who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him. Glory to God. For God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest. It was displayed where we are concerned in that God sent his son, the only begotten or unique son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation, the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God loved us so very much, we also ought to love one another. If God so loved us and he so loves us, we ought also to love one another. And Pastor Miles McPherson in his, his book, The Third Option, he talks about it, about getting outside of your in-group. How many of you know we got an in-group? Then there's an out-group. But he, he challenges us to get out of our 
our in group and, and, and look into the out group and love those that are not like us. Love them. Those that are, are, are not in the same denomination we in, love them. Those that, that doesn't appear, people sometimes get scared. They see somebody with a lot of tattoos and things and they, they get scared and afraid and start trying to draw conclusions in their mind. Only thing we have to do is love them. Even when we, the unlovable, because Christ didn't, God don't love us because we're lovable. I'm going to tell you that now. In case you thought you were lovable, you are not lovable. God doesn't love us because we're lovable. We love, he loves us because he loved. Hallelujah. He is the one that loves it because of his love. He chooses us to choose him. And because he's chosen us, we ought to love like he loved. We ought to go out into this world and demonstrate his love that is in us. Hallelujah. The hurting, the downtrodden, those that are beat up, we've been there too and we ought to love. How did God lift us up? It's a shame that he, we can get lifted up, but we have a been, oh man, they just lost. It's no hope for them. No, there's hope. And his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. What the world needs now is love and it's found in Jesus. Aaron said it a few minutes ago that it's Jesus, man, in him. Hallelujah. Our hope is built, right, on nothing less than uh, Jesus' blood. Hallelujah. And his righteousness. That's what it's about. It's about loving the Lord like he loved me. Glory to God. And so I have little time and no time to look down on anybody. When I'm looking down on somebody, it's because I'm helping them up. And that's the love that the world needs to see. Because that's what Jesus did for you and I. It's what God did. That he gave us the very best that he had. Loving us and blessing us in spite of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He who knew no sin, church, became sin, that we might, listen, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hmm. All of our mess, all of our faults, all of our flaws, all of our hiccups, hang-ups, habits, all of that. He took it on and gave us his righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's love. That's love. That's love. When, when people, when man would cast you aside, but Jesus says, I, I still love you. When, when, when you, if family and friend turn your back on you and forsake you, Jesus says, come home. I'm here. That's love. And what the world needs, church, is that same love. What the world needs is love. It's not rocket science. What the world needs is love. The only reason you can't love is because you don't have love. And so we invite you today. We invite you. There's a lot of different songs back in that age that came out in that era. Another songwriter said, put a little love in your heart. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just put a little love in your heart. Get some love in your heart. For humanity, man. He said, well, that's a little lost. Yeah. Paul says, and sometimes you also walked in various things. We were lost too. But he delivered us. And with that same love and wherewith he loves us, he loves a world out there. So much that he gave his life, man. He gave his life. Why don't I talk about the world and things that I know where I come from? And I can't try to dress it up, fix it up. God knows me. God knows me. He knows the work that he did through Jesus Christ to save her. At the time, I had hair, a nappy-headed boy. (laughs) The nappy-headed boy like me. That he would save me and bless me and elevate me. Now, I've been in Mount Juliet Police Department now 25 years. I still have family that's shaking their head. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I still got some people shaking their head. You? <laughs> of all the people, you? <laughs> because not only does God, where I've come from, I have people on this earth that know where I've come from. And God is an awesome God, man. An awesome God. And so what we need to do, church, is convey the love that he's given to us into a world. I was asked, the brother on this thing, been asked, and Pastor Larry knows, been going around various churches and different things, having talks and communications on this race issue and the police issue. And the defund the police and all that. I said, I got, I got, I'm with you. Let's defund them. I said, you know how you defund them? Righteousness. Righteousness will eliminate the need for some police. (laughs) That's how you can defund them. That's how I'm about defunding them. But also on this thing of race and going around. And the thing about it, as he said, It's one race. You peel back the layer of the skin and we're all the same. Hallelujah. This small fraction that makes a difference in our life. This small fraction that is stirring up much. And we know that there are injustices out there. And different things out there. But if you want to police with integrity, you police in love. If you want to, whatever your your work is, you say, well, I'm just a, a homemaker. I'm just a parent. We're a parent in love. Uh, be a spouse in love. Do everything that you do in love. And that's what Corinthians Paul tells us. If you go out and do everything uh, without love, you're just making a lot of noise. What the scripture says, you just sounding brass and clinging cymbal. You're doing, you're making a lot of noise, but you're not saying anything. He says, but the greatest of it all is what? Is love. So what the world needs now is love. I'm telling you. And it starts, don't look around, don't look on the other side of the room. 
to he- see who's going to demonstrate it. You know where it starts? Right here. It starts in me. And that's how all of us have to look at it. It starts in me. What the world needs now is love. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we adore you. And we honor you and we thank you. Lord, you chose us to choose you and we're grateful for it. And Lord, what this world needs is your love. Lord, that agape. Lord, that you gave your only begotten son. And your word says that if you loved us, then we ought also to love one another. And Lord, I pray that you would raise up the church to be compassionate, to, to love like Jesus loved. Lord, on this earth and be, he was our example, even in this earth. Your word declares that he was tempted in all points just as we are, yet without sin. Lord, he came and lived his life to show us how to live. And then he gave us that gift that he promised. Lord, that he would not leave us comfortless, but would send a helper. Lord, and we have that helper today. So we are not telling anyone that they can do this on their own because they can't. They need the help of your Holy Spirit. But Lord, by your Spirit, give us the capacity and the compassion to love this world like you loved us. And Lord, we honor you, Lord, and we bless you. And we thank you for this time. We ask that you redeem it now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give God a high praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I know those that have been listening to some of my sermons, even though they've been somewhat different, God has me on this track right now about love. About love. It's about love, church. And I love you. God bless you. God bless you. We're going to go ahead and bring up the worship team now, even though they might not know it. But I remember several years ago, I was when I was reading, or probably was reading John three sixteen. Just about everybody in this room could quote that verse. I was really struck afresh how that verse. Opened. We quote it all the time. We see it in football games. It says, "For God so loved." What's the next two words? And it just struck me. That God loved the world, but sometimes we don't. God's people, we don't. It, you know, we wanted to say God so loved the church. It doesn't say that. And I, I, you know, I almost had to repent at that time because I wasn't sure I loved the world like God loved the world. Now, as Brother James alluded to, sometimes the world frustrates me. But I can't, that cannot change. I was also thinking of, he, he referred to the verse about the love of God being shed abroad in our hearts. And what we often do, too often, is we, we allow th- stuff, things, issues to cloud and to smother and to cover the love that God has already shed abroad in our hearts. And the reason we don't find the ability to express that agape to people is because we got other things that are priorities to us. 
and other issues. And you've heard me say that sometimes I think we, the church, feel like there's a game afoot and we have to win. We, our side has to win. And when someone speaks or does something different, we, we feel like we're going to lose. We can't lose. Our team can't lose. Our team's got to win. Well, by the way, our team's already won. And when we lose is when we forget that. But that just covers, it, it clouds our ability to express true agape. Man, it couldn't have been said clearer that God loves us not because we were lovable. God loves us because of who he is. He didn't find anything in any one of us that attracted us to him in love. What he found to give us his love was within himself. So maybe this morning we came in here with a cloud over our love. Maybe we came in here this morning um, forgetting. Just, you know, none of us would overtly do this, but forgetting that God so loved the world. And, and that we, if we're going to be godly, we have to love the same way. So the worship team's going to lead us here in a moment. And um, you just respond however you need to respond. You may need to, to right where you are, repent. And repentance is not a bad thing. It's just a changing thing. You may need to come to the altar just as a, as a representation and an act of faith before God. You may need someone to pray with you. Brother James, myself, there's several in the room that could pray with you. Um, you just may need to respond. And if you do, just now's, the, now's the time. Because as he said, what the world needs now, everybody say now. Say what they, what they need now is love, not next week. And we, we, can, we can be the shining light in the midst of all of the issues that he addressed. We, the church, we, God's people. As a matter of fact, we're the only hope. We're the salt of the earth and the light of the world. So, Don, lead us in a, in, in the team, let's lead us in a worship song here, and let's let us respond however God moves us. I just kind of can't get away from the song he's already picked. So let's just sing that. Let's come down and ask the Lord for it. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing there's just too little love. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. Though not just for some. But for everyone, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing there's just too little love. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. Lord, we just pray that it would start with us, Lord. 
And this morning, we just ask that you would just fill us, Lord, with a holy, divine love. We love you, Lord. But, Lord, you say if you love me, you'll love my children and you'll love others. So let's just sing this one more time and let it, let it be our prayer. Songs can be prayers. So let's just sing this one more time. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing there's just too little love. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. No, not just for some. No, not just for some, but for everyone. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing there's just too little.